Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Well, Soul City Church, welcome to the new year. We did it. Like barely, we barely made it to this year. 2021 is here and, and, and so are you. And honestly, after this last year, that is saying a lot. My name is Jarrett and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City Church. We're a local church with a global vision and a, a simple mission. We, we exist to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. Wherever you're at with God, all of us have room to grow. And while our church is located here in downtown Chicago, God's actually using this church to reach people literally all over the world. In fact, I think it'd be fun right now in the comment section, wherever, however you're watching this, to let us know where you're joining us from. Give your city a shout out. Rep your city right now. Whether you're in Dubai or whether you're down the street, we would love to know where you're at as we start this new year. So go ahead and put it in the comment section now. And before I just want to say something, before I get to uh, today's teaching, I want to, I want to take a second uh, to personally thank all of you who've been praying for our family during the season. As you may or may not know, back earlier in, in the spring, my brother Scott uh, died quite suddenly of a stroke right after COVID and lockdowns. And then right before Christmas uh, this last year, my dad went on home to heaven. And it's been a lot of loss for us uh, in the midst of what you already know to be a, a very challenging year. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for praying for us, for holding this grief with us. Uh, it means more than you know. And I can say from personal experience that Soul City is the most loving church that I've ever been around. And we are grateful in, in the midst of our grieving right now to be on the receiving end of that love. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, uh, normally uh, with the first message of the year, uh, I, I would take some time at, at, at the beginning of, of the talk to talk about New Year's resolutions. If you've been to a Soul City service at the start of the year, you know that I like to do that. I like to talk about how lots of people make resolutions, but very few people actually keep them. I'd probably show you some stats, maybe even tell some jokes, some of which might actually uh, pass as funny. But listen, 2020 <laughs> took it out of us. And I think we're all a little gun shy to make any year-long resolutions anymore. I mean, for those of you who had travel more as a 2020 resolution, how'd that work out for you? So if I could, I would like to institute a new New Year's tradition, if that's all right. I propose that from here on out, we stop making New Year's resolutions and start making new week resolutions. New week resolutions. Doesn't that seem more doable to you? Doesn't that just feel like easier on your soul? Like instead of saying, I want, uh, I want to lose 15 pounds this year, you might say, I won't eat the whole pack of double stuffed Oreos this week again. 
whatever, right? New week resolutions. It's officially a thing now. And, and I actually think it's perfect for the moment that we find ourselves in, coming out of the difficulty of this last year, moving into the unpredictability of this next year, given how we all could use a do-over to 2020, I, I think this is a perfect time to honestly ask ourselves an important question. And, and it's this, how do I know that God's got something new? How do I know that God's got something new? Like, think about it. What is going to make this new year actually new? Like uh, uh, other than changing out your calendars, and let's be honest, how many of us still use paper calendars? But what promise do you actually have that this new year will actually bring anything new? How do we know that God's got something new for you? Well, here's the good news that I found to be true, at least in my life. God's always up to something new. He's always doing something new. But this is important. I want you to get this this week. He is only always doing that new in the now. God's new only happens in the now, not in the past, not in the future, but the present moment. In fact, I believe that God is actually already doing a new thing, that he's always doing a new thing in you, for you, even through you, but you might miss it if you don't learn how to practice presence with God, being present with God in this present moment, not last year, not next year, but now. See, I, I think Maya Angelou captured this thought beautifully when she said that if you must look back, do so forgivingly. And that if you must look forward, do so prayerfully. However, the wisest thing you can do is to be present in the present, gratefully. I think she's right. There's just something about new that's tied to now because that is precisely where we experience God. We experience God in the now. And I wanna show you what I mean, what I'm talking about here. So there's a passage and a promise that I've used to kick off New Year's messages in the past here at Soul City. And I can't honestly think of a time in the last 10 years of this church when we needed it now more than ever. It's found in Isaiah 43. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab an actual physical Bible if you've got one near you or open up a tab to Isaiah 43. It's in the Old Testament. Like, I, no, I really, I actually want you to do this. I know we're going to put it on the screen, but I want you to actually have this so you can circle things and underline things. So go ahead, I'll wait while you do it. Just go ahead. Okay, good, you got it. All right, here's the deal. Isaiah 43, quick context. Isaiah is an Old Testament prophet who finds himself in some dark days for the people of Israel. They went from this little uh, uh, obscure little people group with big promise and potential from God to being enslaved by Egypt for decades, to eventually being led out of captivity. And within a few generations, they rose to the level of a global superpower. But then they were ultimately defeated and divided. They were people who had actually seen God's faithfulness firsthand and they had forgotten it time and time again. And in many ways, just had forgotten God altogether. 
So God decided to remind them, to rally them to greater things in him, to to actually rally them to something new. And I want to let his words to them become his words to you and to me in this new year. So you've got your Bible, you've got your tab. Isaiah 43 verse 17 says this, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, no, what, listen, listen, this is important. Listen, I am doing, I want you to like shout it out, put it in all caps in the comments. I am doing a what? I am doing a new thing. It's important that you get that. And when is that new thing happening? Now it springs up. Now, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Lord, do we need this promise now more than ever. So I want to break it down just for a second if I can. God says this in verse 17, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dwell on all the heartache and the heartbreak, the loss, the longing, all those times in your past or even in this past year when you just flat out forgot about God or or drifted from what you once held so dear. God says to you, listen, this is important. That was then, that was then. This is now. It doesn't mean that, this is important. It doesn't mean that you pretend like those things didn't happen or, or, or that you just kind of compartmentalize them and stuff them away and just move on with your life. Not at all. This is how lots of people try and treat their past. And and that's not what God is, is saying here. He's just saying, now listen, he's just saying that your past is only a part of your story. Your past is only a part of your story, not the whole, not the whole. You don't live there anymore. 2020 happened, (laughs) like for real, man, did it happen. But it was just one year and you are still here. And that is no small thing. And God is not done with you. That's why we can get to the promise in verse 18. He says, see, I am doing a what? I am doing a new thing. Now in this now moment, it springs up. I love that. It's not like it just sort of like, You happen to stumble upon it. No, it is springing up. Do you not perceive it? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness through the difficult times, a stream in the wasteland through all the challenging times. That's a promise from God. And it's such good news that the the God who, who is ageless and unchanging, he's the same today and yesterday and tomorrow. The God who was and is and is to come is a God of new things. But again, his new can only be experienced in the now. It's not a past tense thing that you missed out on. It's not a future tense thing that you have to wait for. You can be made new now. You can be made new in Christ now. No matter what happened in 2020, no matter what 2021 holds, you can be made new in Jesus now. But to perceive it, to perceive what God's up to, to receive actually what God has for you, you have to be present to God in this now moment. Do you get that? So what do I mean by that? What what does that mean? 
Because as simple as, you know, be present with God sounds, it can actually prove to be quite a challenge. Why? Well, because we often find ourselves moving back and forth between two different places, between the past and between the future. Now, I want to give you a a quick lesson in metaphysics. That's all. Uh, Your body actually, now listen, this is important. Your body can only be in the present. That's it. That's the only space your body can exist in. Your body cannot live in the past and it cannot live in the future, no matter what Doc Brown tells you. It just can't. But your mind, your heart, your soul, they're free to roam. And that is exactly what they so often do. We go back to our past in our minds and think about things that we wish we would have done differently. I I bet you all of us could circle different dates on the 2020 calendar and say, I wish I would have known this then. I wish I would have done this then. I wish I would have said this or I wish I wouldn't have said this then. Things that we wish wouldn't have happened, things we wish would have happened. I mean, how many times, think about how many times this last year have you thought to yourself, I wish I could go back in time and invest in Zoom. I think we've all thought about that, right? We go back in our hearts and we go back in our souls and we relive past pain and wounds. We conjure up old hurt from the past and we bring it in to the present. And this last week, I I don't know why, I think it's maybe with the start of the new year, I was going through my phone and I started, I started from March 1st in my photos and I just started scrolling through and I just started looking at all the things that I didn't know then that I was about to find out. And then I got through, you know, pictures of Jean and I, pictures of the kids, pictures of my brother, Scott, pictures and videos with my dad, um, things here at Soul City, videos we had to make when everything had to pivot yet again, all in my phone. And it was amazing how going through all these old photos and videos stirred up all of these emotions that I had already felt in the past, but I brought them again right back into the present moment. It's powerful how the heart and the mind and the soul can go back to the past and bring all of that pain, all of that hurt, or even past loves and losses right into the present moment. See, we we can miss being present with God when, when we stay stuck in our past. But in the same way, while our bodies, again, our bodies can only be firmly planted in the present. Our minds and our hearts can go out into the future and we can run through a million scenarios of what might happen, a relationship that might end or might never come. Someone we know might get sick or we might lose them. A job that might fall through. Whether we'll actually have enough money to make it through the year. We can go out in our minds and imagine what the long-term effects are on our kids when it comes to distance learning. We, we daydream about when the day will come when we can go back to normal again. Do you know how many times Jean and I have looked at this calendar and tried to imagine when will Soul City be gathering again like we used to do? Listen to me, so many of our our fears and our fantasies are frequently found in some form of the future. Just think about what we're walking through in our country here in America right now. Think about the overwhelmingly great news about several vaccines coming online in historically record time. It's incredible. And 
Think about how many of us are just holding out hope for something that hasn't even fully happened yet and is ultimately out of your control. And how some are continuing to neglect what they can actually do to take care of themselves and others today because they're waiting for that day in the future to come. This is why God says in Isaiah 43 that his new thing is a now thing. It can't be perceived or received in the past or in the future. Only in this present moment. That doesn't mean that God wasn't at work in your past because he was. And it doesn't mean that God won't be at work in your future because he will. It just means that you can't be in either of those places and be present with God. You can't be in your past and present with God. You can't be out in the future and present with God. It means that whatever you've gone through or will go through, that God is actually with you. He always has been. He always will be. And that in this now moment, God is doing a new thing in you, for you, but you have to be present to God to experience it. So new week resolution time, new week resolution time. Your work for the week is to practice being present with God. Practice being present with God. How do you do that? How do you move into this new year experiencing the new thing that God has for you? Well, my wife, Jeannie, has taught me an invaluable and simple question that consistently helps me get present with myself. And the question that she always asks is, what's here now? It's three words that can unpack a lot. What's here now? What's going on? Where am I at in my head? What am I thinking? Where am I at in my heart? What am I feeling? Where am I at in my body? What's my body trying to tell me in this now moment? It's a powerful little tool and one that I think you can actually bring into your life with God. So this week, I want to encourage you to carve out about five to 10 minutes each day. I think you can do that. Five to 10 minutes each day to stop, to be still, and to answer that simple question in prayer. And here's a little prayer prompt for you. And this is how you can start a prayer. God, here's what's here now. Like if you feel like, I just don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. There you go. God, what's here now? Here's what's going on. Here's what is here now. It's going to help you be present with God in the now. And if you find your your heart and your mind and your soul going back to the past and reliving old pain and regrets or romanticizing a season long gone from this last year or any other year, here's what you do. You just bring that to God. God, I'm kind of stuck on this thing in the past. I keep going back to this moment. I keep going back to this relationship. I keep going back to this loss in the past. And if you find yourself racing off into the future and you're fixated on some unseen scenario that may or may not actually come to pass, flooding your heart and your mind with fear, then you just bring that to God in the present moment. God, I'm, I'm, I'm fixated on this. I cannot let this go. I can't stop thinking about this. 
that's what's here now. God, here's what's here now. If you're feeling sad, bring that to God. If you're excited, bring that to God. If you're angry, bring that to God. If you're grateful, bring it to God. You get the idea. You're just practicing being present with God in the now to experience the new that he has for you. So to help you with this new week resolution, I've actually created a free seven-day audio meditation, right? So you can just, you know, pop the headphones in and you can actually begin to pray and work through how to be present to God. It's for you to listen to, to help you each day answer that all-important question with God. What's here now? And you can actually go to our church refresh page and find out more information on it. You can grab all that you need there. And I pray as you do that you'll actually experience something new with God this week and this year, that you'll see him begin to transform and renew your mind, to heal your heart, to comfort your cares and concerns and to increase your intimacy with him. And you'll find as you sort of just, you know, keep showing up in the now with God, you will receive the new that he has for you. So let me pray for you, right? Now. Let's pray together right now, wherever you're at. Let's just pray together right now. God, thank you that you are always about something new. You are unchanging, God. You are perfect as you are, but we are not. And you are all about transforming us and doing a new work in us and doing a new work for us and doing a new work through us. And we may not be able to perceive it right now. And as we walk into this new year, as we walk into this new week, would you help us just get present with you in the now to not race back to our past and stir up old hurt, wounds, pains, seasons we wish we could go back to, to not race off into our future and find for ourselves there fears or fantasies about how We think it might be, or we hope it might be, that we would just be present with you in the now. And as we do, God, would you do something new in us? Help us to perceive it. Help us to receive it this week, this year. We pray in your name. Amen.